think that's as good as you're going to get coming to Livingston. That performance compared to 12 months ago, it, it's night and day. When you score three goals away from home, you know, you should be winning the game. I don't know if all the players know how much ten in a row means. But that's up to the guys who know yeah. to get round about there, guys. Yeah. I think that's, that's what you missed the forest in oh, that thought, Barry, I, I would be round about them quite. I, I, they would actually be sick of me. But I'm bitterly disappointed they've dropped points. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Have your say. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Monday night, here we go, another five days. And what a weekend we've had. Cy Ferry, what do you feel? Rangers winning, no surprise there. Celtic drawing at Pataudry. Yeah, another dramatic weekend in the, in the title race, Paul. Uh, massive weekend for Rangers, you know, they're flying just now. Uh, I thought when Celtic got back to 3-2, I thought what what a victory this will be coming for 2-1 behind. And then criminal till Aberdeen score in the, in the last, in the nine minutes of the game. So another massive weekend uh, and exciting as always. Barry Ferguson, your thoughts, six points in it? Yeah, but I'll keep saying what I've said the last few weeks. There's still a long way to go. Listen, it was Rangers obviously got a lift with Celtic dropping the two points. Um, I was at the game, the Rangers game yesterday. I thought the first 45 minutes they were excellent. They controlled the game. They fell off it a wee bit in the second half, which is going to be expected with obviously a tough European game on Thursday night. But they done what they needed to do and get the three points. That was the main thing. Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry, me Paul Cooney and the commentator of the year so far he had a big match uh, Were there any other contenders? Yeah. <laughs> Archie, jo- oh no it's yourself Rob <laughs> Rob you had the big goal uh, midweek with Rangers and yeah. yesterday not that kind of goal but what a match you had at Pataudry It was absolutely incredible uh, and I think you have to give a lot of credit to Aberdeen uh, we tend to get obsessed with Rangers and Celtic at the top of the league I wonder could Aberdeen be a big factor I'm not suggesting for a moment they're going to win the title but I think they could be taking a lot of important points in the course of it they looked the real deal yesterday it's a big week Paul isn't it uh, Celtic and France against Lille that's going to be a really tough game Thursday and then of course the Scottish Cup semi-finals and the trail on the trail for the quadruple treble 0808 17 17 700 call Rob Cy and Barry Ferguson text a message to go and your message to 87474 and we're on all the socials at Go Football Show that's been really busy on the socials over the weekend Cy the stuff about Neil Lennon and Celtic I know you think it's over the top of course it is I mean there's some of the things that I've seen on Twitter over the weekend it's horrible yeah. you know what I mean this guy's gave his life for Celtic I know him I mean every Neil Lennon for Celtic to get 10 in a row I actually feel sorry for him watching him now in the dugout you know he doesn't look like the same guy that he I remember yeah. um, and, and that, that'll come for fan pressure you know it can't kind of be easy I hear people saying Neil Lennon out and Eddie Howan Eddie Howe was a born have you ever been at Bournemouth Paul? No, no. 16,000 fans there yep. there's no noise Tiny there's no people, pressure yeah. if you live in Bournemouth Football's the last thing on their mind. Mm-hmm. Come up here to Glasgow, it would hit you like a ton of bricks. And if there's one guy you want to deal with the pressure that's had at his full career, it's Neil Lennon. You know, I hear people saying getting the sack. Gordon Strachan was 12 points behind at one stage. I've spoke to Alex McLeish at times. He was 10 points behind in helico- helicopter Sunday. Yeah. Neil Lennon's only three points behind if he wins his game in hand. It's so quick and far too early to say Neil Lennon out for me. Yeah, uh, well, I've got to agree with him. Look, everybody's went on about the tactics. Listen, he... He was open about it. He got it wrong against Rangers. He started the same way against Aysamal and he changed it in the second half and they got a kick off it. Um, they, they performed better. And then the game yesterday I was watching, um, nothing to do with tactics yesterday. It was it, it was individual errors yesterday for me. Um, all, everybody's going on about should there be three at the back or four at the back. But Neil Lennon can't do anything about players making 
um, errors. I mean, you look at the first goal in Cham been lazy, no tracking loose, the penalty, and then Shane Duffy. For me, he's going back away, get it in Rosehead, and then obviously Callum McGregor, which is not like him. Um, obviously gave the penalty away. So Neil Lennon can't do anything about things like that. What you can't forget as well is that Celtic are minus their best player. Yeah. Odson Edouard yep. to come back. James Forrest as well. Were you to take a similar quality of player out, the, out of the Rangers team, where would they be at the moment? Yeah, Rob, you made a good point there. There's Edward, as I said, is for me, when he's fit and on top of his form, um, he is the best player in Scotland for me, there's no doubt about it. And James Forrest, I don't know how many times we're going to go on about James Forrest, but the Celtic fans now are surely going to appreciate him because he's a big miss for them. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And Lee Griffiths for me as well. I was surprised he never started. I know he, he never played great in the first 45 minutes, but I think in, I think domestically he really comes alive. I thought Celtic were a different team when he came on. Yeah. For me, if Edward isn't playing and Griffiths there, Griffiths needs to play. They're the top two strikers for me. Why is he not playing? I thought, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I'd love to know eh? because, mm. as I say, when Aberdeen were ca- ca- uh, camped in like that, a Yeti went and played. He likes playing up against a Yeti. He likes playing up against people. Rodgers the same, whereas Griffiths likes to play on the shoulder. And I think you've seen that with the second goal. And that when teams are camped in, you need guys that are willing to run off the ball. I think Griffiths does that better. Barry, how was how good was his goal? Griffiths' goal. Excellent. I mean, I've said it plenty of times. I think there's two strikers in Scotland whose movement defenders can't handle. One's Lee Griffiths and one's Jermaine Defoe. But if you look at, if we're talking about Lee Griffiths, look at, I mean, it's only half a yard at times. Um, the Aberdeen centre-backs don't know where he is. Um, he tries to get the first one, doesn't receive the ball, and then he goes and makes a half a yard bit of room for himself. And then it's a, it's a touch inside with his left foot and the finish. Well, what can you say about the finish? It was yeah. it was an unbelievable finish. But for me, it, it's strange. I don't know. Listen, the only guy that can answer that is Neil Lennon. Why... Um, Lee Griffiths isn't starting I mean that's what three weeks ago now we're talking yeah. from the, the St Johnson game for me it's plenty of time to get a level of fitness at least that you can start a game of football in last 60 65 minutes so much to talk about Rob we're going to hear from Neil Lennon very shortly we're going to take a call from Reagan but you also saw a great goal yesterday uh, at Ibrox yeah look it, it was a surprise that Jermaine Defoe um, was in the starting lineup. Um Obviously disappointed, he's actually left out of the, the European squad, um, he, he's not um, available for that, but I've got to be honest with you, MD it, it was watching that game, his movement was was a joy to watch, for the first 45 minutes, I mean, I think he's 37 years of age, but some of the things he done in that game, but if you're talking about the finish, I know it was a great ball for Tavernier, um, but... <laughs> What the, a touch. The finish, the, the, the finish it's just, it's an incredible finish. Um, it just shows you at the levels that that, that guy um, can get to. Because, I mean, listen, he, he's played at the top level all his days. Um, but I was really impressed with him. He's obviously had a bee in his bonnet about the manager leaving him out of the European games. Mm-hmm. He's not got a squad number. Um, but yesterday, for the first 45 minutes, he was different class. You want to see that anyway, don't you? You still get that hunger, desire to play. Yep, and the manager made five changes yesterday, mm. which he normally doesn't do. He always makes two or three maximum changes, but again, it never made a difference to the, the Rangers team yesterday. The guys who came in knew their job inside out, um, and it just shows you that this Rangers squad is probably the strongest he's had since he's he's been in the hot They've seat. They've done that well to Rangers, haven't they? Mixing their game up. You know, last yeah. year for me, it was very much everyone come to feet. Whereas 
as, as Barry said, the goal Saturday, Tavernier gets the ball at his feet and his first thought is, can I put the ball in behind you? Mm-hmm. Last year they never done that. And I, I don't think Celtic are doing it particularly well. Everything's to feet. Aberdeen knew that. They compacted the midfield, they sent them wide and then I thought Hayes and McCrory had done excellent jobs in stopping Lax out and Frimpong. Uh, and I just like to say, I think that's what Lee Griffiths brings to your game. He looks to play on the shoulder, you can then play the passes, Aberdeen defence drops off a bit and then you've got room to go and play. So I think the quicker they can get Edward, certainly can get quicker, uh, Edward and Griffiths in the team, the better. Rob, we'll take our first calls. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Reagan, I think, is on the line now. Reagan, good evening. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, good, how are you? I'm doing good, thanks, I. Good, Reagan. So what do you want to say about Neil uh, Lennon? For, uh, for me, Neil Lennon needs to be uh, sacked as Celtic manager. You, you want to see him fired? Sacked? Yeah. 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 But did you not hear I what... Sa- well, okay. I mean, I just think it's it's too big a season for Celtic to be to, to, to be taking any uh, to be. I think Celtic can go t- too many points behind the Rangers, and then it could. It's too big a season. Celtic are going for ten in a row here, and uh, and if Rangers went on Saturday, going to make clear of of Celtic, and Celtic and the Celtic. Uh, I've got one game in hand, but the one game in hand against a, 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 yeah. a, a other team mm-hmm. who, who they played yesterday. So for me, well, they need so, something with fresh ideas. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Right, so it'll be two games in hand by then. Barry, what do you feel about that? I think it would be criminal if, <laughs> if Celtic um, got rid of Neil Lennon. I mean, we said their piece there five or ten minutes yeah. ago. But, but Reagan, won't, Reagan won't be the only Celtic fan who's no, thinking along those yeah, lines as well. Because when you, if, if you look ahead to, to Sunday and if Rangers win at Kilmarnock, it's a nine-point lead. Mm-hmm. Celtic have the, the Scottish Cup semi-final this weekend. Points on the board could be crucial this season. Yeah, look, you, you want to get the points on the board, but uh, who's going to go? Who's going to take over for Neil Lennon? Mm. Uh, who are they going to bring in? Neil Lennon knows the club inside out. Neil Lennon knows the pressures and the expectations that come with being an old firm manager. Are you going to go and get somebody? I think you mentioned Eddie Howe. Yeah, right. Done a great job down the Premier League. Got relegated totally, last year. Yeah, totally it, different when you come up here. The the pressures that you're under up here. Um, so. I think it's crazy that, that people are, are are saying that Neil Lennon are even considering Neil Lennon to get sacked. But see, even new manager comes in. The players are still making the same. What, do you think if Eddie Howe's the manager yesterday, Olivier and Cham doesn't foul Lewis Ferguson? He still does that. It's players. I've said that millions no, of times. But you know what happens... If the if a gap if a big gap grows at the top of the league if things go, aren't going well if Celtic can't get through the group in the Europa League, uh, it's inevitable that that you know something that the pressure will mount on Neil Lennon. Um, despite common sense and all logic telling you that he is the guy to turn things around. And in the next, you know, Celtic could win in, in France against Lille on Thursday, win the semi-final, get to the final, one step away from a quadruple treble but but there is another side of the coin as well yeah let's not forget the war winning games when they had the full full team fit when Edward was playing Celtic had a better record than Rangers up to the, the Celtic and Rangers game you know I think as we've said it's a strange season he, he's went through a lot in terms of players missing I think if he can get his, his, his first 11 fitting on the pitch and playing the way he wants to play Celtic will do well this year and it was better yesterday but I, I think it would be more a gamble to go and get somebody else in than it would be to stick with Neil Lynn. Yeah. I mean what other manager out there knows the pressure of this, this season Neil Lennon knows it. 
from sixteen thousand at Bournemouth. What where, I would where, say, where, where, Paul, yeah. what I would say is, I would get, I would get him somebody in that that he knows mm-hmm. next to him. Because if you look on the bench, they don't even look like they're talking to each other. As I say, I don't know if they need to socially distance on the bench, but earlier on in the season, they were they were in constant communication on the side of the pitch. It looks to me, I think you need somebody in there with him. As a manager, Barry will tell you, you need somebody in there that you trust that you can go and talk to about this sort of, this sort of pressure, uh, about the players, that you, that's got the same opinion of you, wants to play the same football as you. It's so important if you're a manager, you've got a guy in there who you trust and that you can bounce your ideas off it who has got the same ideas as you. I think Neil Lennon needs somebody like that in a Celtic just now. Barry, it looks a lonely place, doesn't it, there for Neil Lennon there? Maybe it's just the camera angles, but... It, it is a lonely place when you're not winning games. I mean, he he'll he'll be taking it personally. Neil Lennon, look, we all know what the club means to him. As a player, he was really successful. As a manager, he's been really successful. So he'll be hurting. But I'll go back to what I think we spoke about it last week. He can only take a certain amount of responsibility. When the yeah. players get on that pitch, yeah. they've got to handle responsibility. Yeah. And that I don't see some of the players, if I'm being honest, watching that game and watching the previous couple of games. I don't think they're they're taking full responsibility. It's easy to go and blame the manager, right? I get that. The manager signs them, the manager picks the tactics, he sets the team up in a certain way. But at the end of the day, you've got to then put your trust in the players to go out and do a job for see, you. See when they were playing well last year after January mm-hmm. and they were they were blowing teams away. Was that the manager? Was it the manager that was doing that or was it the players? It was the players. Exactly. The players are willing to take all the credit when when they're doing well and they're playing. As soon as it's going wrong, oh it's the manager's fault, the tactics are wrong. You played that you played that formation the full six months of the last six months of the season. But he will know that as a manager that you know you're going to take the brunt of the, the criticism if things are not going well. I think he gets that but I'm with you I watched the game yesterday and you see him he's sitting there but listen he says after the game that they were um, what was the word they used the Celtic players they were I can't remember he says they're not in a good place or or whatever they're feeling a wee bit aye fragile that was the word they're a bit fragile that's understandable when when you don't win games of football everybody's talking about it but the manager, you can see he's hurting. Shane, Shane Duffy is an English Premier League player. We'd Billy Reid on the show, assistant manager at Brighton, telling the Celtic fans a few weeks ago before he signed, "This guy, you, you're going to love this guy." Mm. And, and, and I'm sure in time they will do. But maybe Shane Duffy uh, is getting a bit of a shock at the moment about the standards in the Scottish football. Maybe it's not what he thought it was going to be. But you expect an English Premier League football to be able to deal with that ball at Pataudry with uh, Scott Wright breathing down his neck. Yeah, but it goes into Rosehead, Rob. Uh, and, and Me and Sai were speaking about yeah. it. That's uh, the basics of defending. And you also expect one of your best paid players mm-hmm. to be able to deal with Lewis Ferguson in the box and just get right side of him and not clamber all over him and concede a penalty where, where it was yep. so avoidable Olivier in champs you know that, and there's nothing Neil Lennon can do about that he just looks on in pain like all every other Celtic fan let's yeah. hear from Neil at, Lennon at the minute you know with Beaton and El Hamed and Julian out you know we're short at centre half there's no question about it but you know the players are giving me everything you know we, I thought there was a lot of good performances I thought Rodgick was great you know I thought McGregor again had another fine game and um you know the subs made a you know positive impact as well. It's a great finish from Griff. We don't like dropping points. There's a long way to go. It's a little phase that they're going through at the minute, where a few of them might be a little bit fragile confidence-wise, and um, it's my job just to keep them going, and we'll work through this. Reagan, what about that? And Rob's point: Celtic could win a quadruple treble in the next two months. Yeah. yeah um, well, I just 
want a fan of Le- of Neil Le- Lennon when he first appointed, but I mean, last season was great, but I just think when they've played this season, they've not played great in any ground at all. They've scraped by Europe, and I don't think they've played one good game that, that season. And then the Rangers game, Rangers just Rangers played in second second phase. They didn't even need to break sweat. Rob, yeah, I, 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 I'm. That's a, that's maybe an extreme reaction to to what's happening at Celtic. I mean, there were for me yesterday there were there were good things in the game for Celtic and there were bad things in the game for Celtic. The goals they conceded, you know, you could throw all sorts of questions and doubts and and all sorts of mistakes that led up to them. Look at the quality of of the Callum McGregor goal. Look at the quality of the Lee Griffiths goal. Those were those were top two top top drawer goals, weren't they? Yeah, I mean Callum McGregor's playing brilliant. Mm. So is that the man? Is that again? Is that is does Callum McGregor like the manager and the other ones dinner? Is Reagan? that why Callum McGregor's playing well and the others aren't? Reagan? Um, no, I, I don't know. I'm, I just think some of the wait. If you knew when it said some players don't want to be here, so it's obvious some players don't want to be there, and and obviously they're not playing to the best of the, the best of ability. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, Reagan. You are entitled to your opinion, and as Rob said, there's a lot of people who feel this way as well. But something that, that I thought they were better yesterday, Barry. And you made, as soon as you came in today, you said that's not tactics; it's down to players' error. A hundred percent. And you just hear what Neil Lennon said that there is a lot of positives to take out of the the, yeah. the Celtic performance yesterday. I'm sure they would have said that in the dressing room. But if you look and go and a- analyse the game, it's three individual errors. It's cost them two points. See, uh, seeing uh, seeing Tom Rogic in the team is a big positive, yeah. I think. I think, yeah. Rogic's a, Rogic's a guy that, as I say, when it's tight, he's very good in tight situations. Yeah. I mean, he's two passes for McGregor and, and Griffiths are top class. Celtic have missed that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they've had that player that have, that have been there. I, I think you just need a Griffiths or an Edward to get on the end of Tom Rogic's passes. And I say, what, as I say, once Celtic get their players back, I think they'll be totally fine. Um, Neil Lennon, I, I just there's no way you can get rid of Neil Lennon just now. You know, see, see for, from a Rangers point yep. They're doing the right thing You hear the interviews yesterday They know They know that Celtic will come back at some stage Because if you start getting carried away And being overconfident That's when Celtic will come back and hurt you All right, we've So they've still got As yep. I said I think yep. they've still got very good players And they've still got a very good manager 08 08 17 17 700 The Bull Radio Football Show Thanks, Rochelle. And you were raising money yesterday. I saw you in Bothwell with a gang and you were raising money for a great charity. We were, yes. We were raising money for the Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity. So all going to a great cause. And was it Angela at the centre of it? It was, yeah. Miss Angela Clemente. She is 17 and she cycled 15 miles throughout the month of October. So she done amazing. I was in Rosso Barry and I looked out and I just saw, I recognised the colours, at, uh, you, you know, the colours, <laughs> but at Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity. I nipped out and it was Rochelle and, and Angela and Paolo and others raising all that money. And you reckon they've raised how much? Uh, just over £4,000. Wow. Oh, Unbelievable. Did you invite them in? Well, Russell. he got us a coffee chair. Yeah. Oh, did he? <laughs> and cakes. What a guy! He's got four. Oh. You've got four grand. You've got four grand in the back of your cakes, Paul. Oh wait, oh wait. Seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. HMRC calling now. <laughs> I pay my tax, of course. Rochelle, we'll hear from you later in the program. Well done yesterday. It was like it just happened. Do you know what it's like in uh, Glasgow Zone? 
Doing the bit for the community. Well done, Rochelle. Back with us later, well, in about 20 minutes or so. So the calls are coming in, as you can imagine, because yesterday, Aberdeen and Celtic, 3-3 is how it finished. Rangers 2-0, of course, uh, against Livy. Other scorelines at the weekend, well, it was Saturday, Motherwell 4, Ross County 0. Let's check how the guys did in a moment mm. or two. Remember they did the predictions? Well, I think you got that one right, didn't you, Barry? Yeah? Yep. Motherwell? Si? Yeah, I got Motherwell, yeah, didn't you as well. And Rob? Yeah, I've got that one right. Three out of three. <laughs> Kilmarnock nil, Hibs won. I think Si and Barry, you both went for Hibs. Yeah, yep, yep. sure did. Rob, oh, you said? I went for Kilmarnock. And I was also, I was at the match yep. <laughs> to see that my prediction went totally the other way around. But you said it could have went either way. Yeah, yeah, I thought Kilmarnock actually played really well, but they just didn't, didn't have cutting edge. Um, and, and credit for that is, is Hibs. They defend really well. And actually, it was really funny looking at that Hibs back four. Three quarters of them were called up by Scotland. Well, uh, yeah. they've been impressive this year, haven't they? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what they've got better at defensively, organisation. We mentioned off air, Rob Gogic has been oh, a great thing. Yeah. I think he's the player they've been missing for years. Yeah. We're always really good going forward, Hibs, mm-hmm. but you always felt there was a vulnerability there. You could hit them on the counter attack. I think Gogic just brought that, that, that steel into the middle of the pitch. And St Johnson nil Dundee United nil. Did anyone get that one right? Yeah. Yes, nah. I went for a draw. Oh, wow. did, you? Uh, yeah. did you? Did yeah. you? Sure, did. That is. Can we check yeah. back the recording to see if yeah. that's a problem? Yeah. I checked it problem. At that stage, yeah. Si was trying to copy me. Uh, I went 1 0 St Johnston, not yep. far off. So, Rangers, you all went for against Livy, correct? Yeah. 2 0. Yeah. And Aberdeen Celtic, Barry and Si went for the away win. It looked mm. as though you'd get it until uh, your nephew steps forward and say he looked cool as a cucumber. He, he did. I mean, his first penalty, um, he, he struck lovely, um, but. When you get a penalty with a minute or so to go to equalise. That's um, pressure. Yeah, it was pressure. But listen, he's shown that he can handle the pressure, Lewis. Um, so, stepped up. So did anyone get the draw? I was just coming to it. Stand <laughs> <by>. <laughs> one say, one say. I just thought you were going to gloss over it there. <laughs> Not at all. And Rob, what was your prediction? It was a draw. Yeah. What a shout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great shout that. That's, uh, that's six successful penalty conversions for Lewis this season. Nine goals from, from midfield. Yeah, do you just, know what I like about him? He just does the basic things well, but really well. And he's got that aura and arrogance about him, Lewis Ferguson, which we've spoken about. Where, where, yeah. where does he get that, that from? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought as well, I, I don't think Del McInnes got enough credit for his tactics. No. Fully expected McCrory to play middle of the pitch, but as I said, I thought his plan was to force Celtic out wide, and he put Ross McCrory out wide to stop that threat for wide. It'll be interesting to see if Lewis keeps that sort of form up, will Aberdeen can they be keep able to keep yep. him? Well, can they hold on to him in January? What sort of level could he play right now? He's still. He's obviously still learning, and he's got a bit to go. But if he keeps going the way he's going, I think he can go to the top. There's no reason why. I mean, I think English clubs will be looking at the fact to John McGinn. Aston Villa took a no a punt on him. They paid three and a half million pound, and he was worth it. But he's went down there, and he's been a revelation. Um, and there's no reason why Lewis can't. He can play holding midfielder. He can bomb forward. He can score a goal. Obviously, we've seen that as Rob's just mentioned. Nine goals. Um, so no, look, the future's looking good for him, but I'm sure he'll keep working hard and, and plodding away and doing his. And again, doing his it adds thing to your point that the league's not as bad as people think. Well, exactly. As we say, yeah. Shane Duffy's came up yeah. here and struggled. Joey Barton done the exact same. Yeah. I think the game's much quicker than people. I've seen people it with eyes. Yeah. I've seen players come up, sign for a lot of money, and uh, the struggle, with, as you mentioned, it's a hundred mile an hour up here. It's okay at home when you've got the vast majority of the possession, but when you go away from home. You go to some pl- tough places. You see, watching Duffy yesterday, I've watched Brighton play and they're very much a possession team. He defends on his 18 yard box. Here he's been asked to defend on the, on the halfway line when you're at Celtic because you're attacking. And he doesn't like that. And Aberdeen knew that and the amount of times they put the ball over his head. And he doesn't like it, the big man. I don't think he's the quickest at it's turning pace, and getting back. Yeah. It's a different game. Yeah. You know, as I say with Brighton, he's very good for me as a, an 18 yard box centre half. He's very good at heading the ball out. 
but on the halfway line he struggles on the turn and again fair play to Derek McInnes because I, I think that was his game plan the whole day so 3-3 at the end let's hear from Neil Lennon well disappointed to end up with the draw having done so well to you know come from behind to be 3-2 up I thought the players showed a lot of you know what I wanted you know great goals great appetite but we scored three goals away from home we should be expecting to win it so defensively I thought the first goal was you know, cheap but the third goal is really disappointing from our point of view um, you know we've enough bodies there to, to deal with we weren't strong enough in the tackle and Rangers winning 2-0 just a couple of hours later Gary McAllister afterwards well, it's, it's been a very positive week you know three 2 nullers in a, in a row thought today we got the job done but I'd like to touch on the, the quality of, our, of Jermaine Defoe's goal. I thought the, the path from James Tavernier was, was fantastic, but the, but the movement and the finish from Jermaine was, was top drawer. So that's two players in the last couple of games who have been on the side, a couple of injuries, and they've come into the team. Kamar's goal during the week was, was sensational. So we've got two players coming in and, and showing that they're a real threat. Go Radio Football Show. Next caller is Callum on the line from Greenock. Callum, good evening. Good evening. Um, I just want to talk about the, the sort of title race so far and how it's, it's interesting how at the moment Rangers look like a team that don't need to change very much. They, they know their strongest 11, they know their strongest system. The players, have, you can tell there's been a progression there since Steven Gerrard's came in, whereas on the other hand, Celtic for me, Neil Lennon doesn't seem to know his best 11. Um, his best formation's been debated so many times already this season and, and even when Celtic have, have won games, the majority of the time, for me, there's not been a, a, a convincing performance. Hibs aside, maybe Motherwell aside. I mean, you think of the Johnson game; it was very poor. Dundee United was was very poor as well. And even yesterday, I know a few people um, said that Aberdeen in the end were maybe fortunate to get a point, but I disagree with that. I agree with what Simon was saying there. I think Derek McInnes set up well. He knew that if Celtic could come onto him in the wide areas, he had McCrory and others to deal with it. And and I felt like Aberdeen deserved a point and for me I just feel that at Celtic there, there needs to be something that, that changes at the moment um, I'm not for one minute saying that Neil Lennon should go now um, but what I would say is it's 11 games in and you're getting to the halfway mark and at the moment Celtic just don't seem to be capable of getting any real momentum going and you're thinking about the week ahead with a tough European game mm-hmm. and then a cup semi-final I mean it could go from bad to worse for Neil Lennon would you agree as well, though, Callum, that Neil Lennon's not had the, his best eleven in that formation that he played at the end of last year in three five two? He's not oh, had the players available right. to play that that formation. I think that's the way he wants to play. I agree. I think it's been uh, disjointed since he's had to chop and change, changing formation, changing personnel. I totally agree with that. But I think if he can get his fit, uh, his preferred eleven on that pitch, playing that three five two the way they did in January, I think Celtic could go on a run. Well, I know what you mean there, but I think when you when you look at Rangers, they've struggled. They've had a few injuries in key positions at times this season as well, and they've managed to cope with it. You consider that in the Celtic versus Rangers match, Ryan Jack is on the bench coming on, and you would say he's one of Rangers' better midfield players. I mean, for me, the forward line without Edward is clearly a worry. Mm-hmm. A fit and fire in Griffiths, as you saw yesterday with that finish, is fantastic. But for me, a jetty gets off with, with murder at times where... People criticise Lee Griffiths for his fitness, but at times for me, as yet, he doesn't look as sharp as he should be, considering that he came in in the summer. He's had a chance to get a bit of a pre-season up to speed. Klamala, to be fair, has got good work great, but he's not an actual finisher, or at least I don't think he is anyway. And, and for me, relying on Edward, of course, is, is good and, and when he's fit and when he's in the team, but he's not been playing for a while now. And You just look at that Celtic front line without him, 
and without a fit and firing Griffiths and think where are the goals going to come for, for to, to, to blow teams away but, but maybe the story of this season is going to be teams making up for absences and make, you know making the best of what's available to them it's all very well saying yeah if Celtic had everyone available Neil Lennon would play as 3-5-2 and they'd be firing on all cylinders but you know, maybe all season long. Not, and you know, we, you know what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about COVID, yeah. Uh, w- yeah. which hasn't affected Rangers so far. It has af- affected Celtic. Um, with, I mean, Christie's coming coming back to having having a couple of weeks out. Forrest to come back. Edward to come back. But but it's going to be the story of the season where you have to make the best of what you've got. Yeah, but I don't think Rangers have missed players where they have to change formations. Mm. You know, everyone that's went out, there's been an adequate replacement that can go in and play that position. I don't think Neil Lennon's had that. The fact that he had to bring well, Welsh that tells in. tells you his squad's not strong enough. Well, I, I don't think he expected Beaton and El Hamed to I both get to people too. talking about Rangers no missing players. Rangers have missed players, key players throughout this season. 100%. Mm-hmm. just mentioned Aribo was the best player at the start of the season. He gets injured. Arfield comes in. Yep. How good's he been since he's come in? One of Rangers' best players. Ryan Jack's missed games. Roof's missed games. Morelos was left out a month or so ago when he, he had the pet it up. Barisic was missing yesterday. Key player. Yeah. Bassey comes in. Does really well. Amazing. Yep. So Rangers have missed players this season yep. and key players. And so are Celtic, right? I get that. But the players that are coming in for Celtic are not producing no, they're not playing well enough when they come in and that's what Rangers have been better Rangers, at that have Rangers came in. a better transfer window no I wouldn't I, say so I, no. I was impressed with Rangers transfer window I think Balogun's been an excellent sign I mean Rob says I think Rob done the game in fact on Thursday night I thought Balogun was, was yeah. excellent Yeah, left and, out and, again Holander came in yesterday yeah. and again he, Holander uh, strolled it with, with, with Golson so I think when Rangers do miss key players I, I'm sure the manager will have his strongest 11 in his head but if players in that 11 are going to be injured, there's players that are good enough to come in and not look out of place. And, and, I, think, and I think that goes beyond the, the, the recent transfer window, to be honest. I, I think you're talking about recruitment over Project. two and a half yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're talking to Scott Arfield, you're talking about Stephen Gerrard's first signing. So it's about putting pieces in the jigsaw over a, over a two-year period rather, so, rather than, so rather than just, just the recent transfer but window so and, and, and Rangers at the moment look like a triumph of recruitment My point no, is no, so but there's Roger and Christie who's been out of the team they've been at Celtic for the last couple of years Yeah. My point is that Rangers uh, for me Rangers five key players would be Golson, Tavernier, Davis, Morelis and Kent and they've they, they've been fit for the full season Celtic's main players for me would be Edward, Griffiths, Christie um, Forest. Forest. Yeah. There's mm. four key players. I'm talking key players. Yeah. I understand that say, like, Rangers have missed players, but I'm talking key, key players. They five players for me make massive differences in the Celtic team. Callum, what would you say? It has been an exceptional team. Barry, that's a great point you make that Rangers have had injuries. Yeah, but, but you Celtic, hear it quite a lot. You, yeah. you hear it quite a lot. Right, but, I get Celtic. Yeah. I totally get it. Edward, for me, and I've said it plenty of times yeah. on this show, when he's fit, he's yeah. the best player in Scotland. Anybody's going to miss him. But then. They spend five million on a Yeti. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. three and a half million on Klamala. Yeah. Lee Griffiths, uh, for me again, when he's fit, he's the best finisher in Scotland. Is he nearly he, there? Do you think? Well, I, I'd expect Neil Lennon to, or 
I think Neil Lennon would expect him to be fit and ready to go. Why would, why, would he, game time. why would he start last last Thursday night against Milan and not start at Pedodri on uh, yesterday? I don't think he was happy. I don't think he was happy with his performance against Milan. Because mm. he'd take him off at half time and maybe he thought he's a wee bit off it and uh, yeah, he was maybe that bit better. But, for but me, he, and he comes on, he's dynamite. Yeah, exactly. I think domestically he's a, he's a must start. Mm. I've said it before. I sent a half in Scotland. Who do you know how to play against? Well, well, and, and the one what? that gets me thrown up, sorry, and up is David Turnbull. Yeah, this guy I came know. on for yeah. 45 minutes at Celtic Park and lit it up alright you had a bad game against St Johnston but so did 11 others and Cham's not been great why isn't Cham playing and David Turnbull's not playing I, I, that's the one that, that really gets me Callum what would you say on that I was, literally that was the next point I wanted to make I on feel like go. Turnbull yesterday yeah. getting on for for 5 minutes I mean what's he supposed to do in 5 minutes coming on at that stage of the game Cham for me has been hit or miss and for me he's been more of a miss this season so I think Turnbull has to get a run of games because he's clearly a, a very talented player. And one other point I just want to ask uh, Simon about, obviously Celtic playing three five two. Yeah. If that's the system that Neil Lennon wants to go with, how do you get the best out of Frimpong and Forrest in that system? Yeah, uh, it's one or the other for me. You know, I said at the start of the season I was really impressed with Frimpong. But I think he's seen now what it takes to be a Celtic player. Whereas if you've got James Forrest there who's playing and you're maybe coming on for the last 20 minutes when everyone's tired and you're ripping it up and everyone's delighted with you. But what James Forrest has done over the last 10 years has done it week in, week out. And I think that's where Frimpong's struggling. That he's got to be that guy that's got to produce every week. But and that's the real pressure of being a Celtic or Rangers player. There's only one James Forrest. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It shows you need the depth in the squads though. Yeah, I mean, Je- Jeremy Frimpong is a work in progress. Yeah, he's only na- he's, what we very quickly forget about him, w- you know, when he sets the football world alight with some of his performances, is he's only 19. He's got his L plates on still. He's, he's, you know, he is, he is still learning the game. He ain't going to be doing it for Celtic week in, week out, right through the season. No, but that's a great point. And the fact that in the Celtic and Rangers game, Rain- Celtic's right hand side was Stephen Welsh at what, 18 years old, and Jeremy Frimpong at 19 years old. And that's where mistakes are coming from. These guys are going into play in a formation that they've never played before Frimpong's been a right back all his life he's now asking to play right wing back Welsh has been asked to play in a 3-5-2 and that's and you've got a day Neil Lennon said to coach your team before a Rangers game that's for me is key misses that's big misses an 18 year old and a 19 year old playing down your right hand side Monday night in the biggest game of the season great stuff 0808 17 17 700 with Barry Sai and Rob coming next The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Another special goal at the weekend, Barry, and you were there to see it. That was quite a moment, wasn't it? What about that technique of uh, Jermaine Defoe? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, as I said, any young player or any current centre-forward watching that game, just go and watch the first 45 minutes. Jermaine Defoe's movement was excellent and the finish was, was just top class. His 300th goal. Everyone that knows me knows I love scoring goals. And uh, to, to get 300 is obviously special. And... Um, I'd like to dedicate the goal to my mum though, to be honest, because I think she was the one that from day one that always believed in me. Even when I was scoring goals, I remember getting in the car after and she'd be like, yeah, but you missed that one, you could have scored more. Ah, for his mum, isn't that brilliant? He seems like a good type, doesn't he? Yeah. And again, what you need in in, in a place like Rangers, guys that are in the plane who are that sort and Jermaine Defoe, you can just imagine that even when he's not playing, he's he's helping the younger kids. He's giving his wee bit of advice and and just a great guy to to have around the place. Nobody better to learn off. See, if I was a Morelos or a... Even Ruff, I know he's a bit older than Itton. He's only 22, 23. They should be spending an hour in the afternoon with him and letting them talk um, about movement or even go and take a few sessions. There's nobody better to learn off than Jermaine Defoe. He scored 300 goals in your career. 
is, uh, is frightening. And, and that's what we're talking about, guys. That are, sorry, Rob. Yeah, we're talking about guys fine. who are coming in out of teams and they're not fit enough. Look, look at this guy for an yeah. example. He's, I was just going to say he's yeah. super fit, isn't he? Yeah. And he, he's 37. And, he, and it's still just a, an education, isn't it, yeah. to, to watch yeah, him play? I mean, he, he was... There's a goal. Yeah, there's a goal there. Jim White's playing it at the moment. Yep. Oh, um, I know, but what about Jim White celebrating? Yeah, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he looked really, he, he looked razor sharp yeah. for the first 45 minutes and he tired. He tired after about 60 minutes and, the, and they changed it. But he looked if he'd been playing week in, week out with that, performance in the first half. That, that pass as well. The, the, the goal was ridiculous. Mm. He, made, he made that look ridiculously easy. What do you think? Thursday night's goal or that goal? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're I think Germain Defoe's goal is yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Hard, harder technique. It's coming over his shoulder. Coming over his shoulder. Yeah, and it's a half volley, and he's weaker foot, and he's just guided it in. He's just guided it. Like he was a great a pair of slippers. Yeah. A great pass from Tavernier, and yeah. he's another one I've got to just quickly say. He again yesterday, he's went to a different level. That must have been good for you to watch him close up yesterday. It was. It was interesting as well. I, I went and I watched a bit at the door, and you can hear guys talk. Mm-hmm. No, no, obviously with no fans in. I mean, he was talking constantly. Him and Golson never yeah. shut up the full game. Uh-huh. So they're showing real leadership qualities because you know it's difficult when you're in, if there's 50,000 there, you can't hear the, the players on the pitch. I want to ask you about that. You were there yesterday on Rangers TV. We spoke afterwards to Gary McAllister about Defoe. Experienced player, as you say, he's been around a long time. He's fantastic for the young strikers at this football club and to all the midfielders who play in and around him. He's somebody I've admired, you know, from afar, you know, for a long, long time. He's a player of, of real quality. And some of the little bits of movement are, are, are of, of such a ca- high calibre. And I, I think that's what the goal was today. You know, his little step towards to pull away was, was something that's, that you don't see many strikers capable of doing. You know, it's, it's, it's very clever. The finish at the, other, at the end of it is, is perfect. So, did you meet the great man who's got Liverpool in his heart at, at the match yesterday? I'm not talking about Stephen Gerrard, it's Clive Tilsley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met him for 10 minutes He's a Liverpool that. fan, isn't he? Yeah. He is, he is, um, and he was going on about that he'd done so many England games, and um, I kind of did you doze off at that point? <laughs> I did. Who was he doing it, Mickey, Mickey Thompson? <laughs> I know the, the girl who was <laughs> the girl who was uh, presenting um, with me and Neil McCann yep. just at the the start was going over the co-commentators, yep. Mike Tilsley and Mike Thompson. <laughs> And uh, Kevin Thompson was the too happy. <laughs> he was absolute legend. I was uh, I was buzzing to be fair. <laughs> it's great to see the attention on Scottish football. You know, Rangers TV, Celtic. It's all got bigger now, um, and there's you know there's a title race on. And you hear side today some of the calls for Neil Lennon far too early to say there was six points in it. Uh, a game in hand it could go nine could be two games in hand but we've got a title race on Rob. Yeah, it's, fasc- it's really yeah. fascinating isn't it and I, and I think now as of the weekend I think I've come to the conclusion I, I just saw Rangers and Celtic pulling away into the distance and that was it it was all about those mm. two it, it's not all about those two now I, I mean I, I watched Hibs on Saturday mm. not playing that well but winning at Kilmarnock great three points that um, at that point they moved to within one of Celtic I think maybe maybe it's now two is, is the difference between Celtic and Hibs Aberdeen are just a, a point further yep. back and Aberdeen sent out a big statement I think yesterday they were they were hurting yeah. because they didn't show up against Rangers on the first weekend of the season and I think they were keen to send a message yesterday against Celtic and they certainly did 
And they've got Cosgrove back. Yeah. I thought made. I thought was very good when he came on. I, I worried about Aberdeen's kind of style of play when Cosgrove came back, but he looked like he'd fitted in. Cosgrove can play. Yeah. I think he's got a good touch. You know, you seen the way he turned Ayer for for the goal. Um, and I was surprised that Scott Wright never started because I thought when yeah. he came on he was outstanding. Why, why, why did he not start, Rob? Because he's been he's been playing really well. I, I think there was an emphasis on caution to start with. Okay. With McCrory at the right wing back yeah. for, for his defensive qualities there, and also Dylan McGeoch mm. in the central midfield area. That changed, of course, when McGeoch got injured. Then McCrory stepped inside. Uh, Connor McLennan went on at right at wing back, so that gave him a bit more uh, attacking option. But he, he think he thinks it deeply. He thinks it. Yeah. Through deeply, Derek uh, I think I'd be interested to ask Derek if he thinks this is the strongest squad he's had since he's been up there. there. I, that yep. would, I think it would be a yes. I mean, I'll, I'll look at Aberdeen. They're strong and physical. They've got a lot of pace about them, and they've got decent footballers as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a confidence, isn't there? There is a real yeah. confidence, and but there's I, an aggression about them as yep, well. Yep. But I think this is this is the strongest squad he's had I've yeah. been impressed by Aberdeen disappointing against Rangers at the start of the season I thought they were really poor yeah. then yeah. they had the, obviously the stuff with the Covid yeah. but since that one at Easter Road they've kicked on and they're looking decent Barry we're going to take more calls Tarek is on the line now a Rangers fan Tarek good evening good evening Dave panel how you all doing how you yeah, doing Barry alright my man yeah. alright Tarek used to have buddies isn't you oh, Tarek best mates. best mates jealous man alright uh, so Tarek what do you want uh, to say tonight well, basically, is the point to be, you know, it's like I can't believe how much uh, stick Neil Lennon's get getting off of the Celtic fans. I mean, last year he was the best thing since sliced bread, and this year he's turned to hero to, to zero. Yeah, I mean, they want him at the door. I mean, some of the stuff that were coming on me was unbelievable on the, uh, the, the phone in yesterday. I was quite uh, surprised. Yep, Terry, I've got to agree with you, mate. I've got short memories. Believe me. I definitely. I definitely, Barry. Barry, what I'll say to you, Barry, is that, you know, it's quite simple. Football is a beautiful game. And what comes around goes around. And it happened in Man United and Liverpool. There you go. It's happening with Celtic and Rangers now. Rangers are back on the, the front burner. We're the ones that are in the, 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 the leading the, the chase. But the thing about football, the beauty of football is quite simple. Doesn't matter how much money a team spends. Anybody can be beaten because it was just a, two weeks ago Liverpool get rattled in it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite simple. The Celtic fans need to relax. I mean, I've got a good friend, uh, Bubblegum Michael, you know, he's a Celtic supporter. I'm a Ranger supporter, and I love to talk to people who can discuss football, and there's no malice in there, but too many people, you, I mean, you start talking about football, and you know, straight away, well, see us. See you later on, Paul, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, Terry. If I look at Celtic, I still look at Celtic as a top team with top players. And listen, they've won. They've won over the last few years, so there's still a danger. There's still a danger. I don't care what anybody says. That's the kind of mindset you've got to have. Because they will come back at some stage. Once the players get back and once Neil Lennon gets um, his formation sorted, Celtic are still a dangerous team. Listen, people will be saying I'm making excuses for Neil Lennon. Um, that's not the case I think he'll know that he needs to do better him and his team need to do better but as I say it's individual errors as a team no playing for their manager they're getting beat 2-1 see, see at half time I thought Celtic looked down and out lacking confidence they come back for 2-1 down if, if, see if they weren't playing for their manager that game finishes 2-1 they chuck it Celtic came back to 3-2 and then as we say it's an individual error but when a team stops playing for their manager that game finishes 2-1 yesterday Celtic were desperate to win that game 
So you saw something yesterday you haven't seen for a couple of weeks. I've got a grievance side. Yeah. I, I watched the second half. Yeah. That was a different Celtic team mm-hmm. in the second half. Hey, what he half. said at half time, yeah, obviously. Because yeah. I, I thought they were they were all right in the first half, but they came out and Callum McGregor went to a different level, I thought, for yeah. about 15 or 20 Speed. minutes. He led by the front. Yeah. Captain, what, yeah. What, yeah. yeah, captain sort of performance, scored the goal and obviously made the changes. So they're, st- they're still a dangerous team. And they were playing against a good team as well yeah. in a tough place to, to go. go. Exactly. And, and players need to do better. El Yunus says we've said again. It's, that's no tactics. I mean, how many excuses are we going to make for players? People saying I'm making an excuse for Neil Lennon. When's El Yunus going to turn up this year? Score a goal or, or, or set a goal up? That's not Neil Lennon. He's playing him in his position now. Yeah. He wanted to play wide left to a front four. He's now doing it. He needs to say more from players as well. It's not just a manager. Tarek, what about your own team? About Rangers, what would you say then? They can continue consistency. Oh. Is this the tide turning though? In, in other oh, words, in Rangers' favour. You said about you know Man United. What went to Liverpool, yeah. Man United, then Man City. So what would you say? Well, I can only say this. I can only think back about 20-odd years ago. I'll never forget it. The Battle of Britain. Glasgow Rangers v Leeds United. And it's quite uh, ironic that both of them are sponsored by the same sponsors now. Uh, I'll not mention the name, but it's an electric, electric company. Now, see, <laughs> at the end of the day, we won it. Glasgow Rangers won it. We're big, we big business. We're a big team. And we always will be. And people can knock us down. Yes, we've had our, our moments. Every football team is going to have their moments. You'll have their good times and your bad times, you know. And it's quite simple. The Celtic fans need to stop spitting the dummy at and just relax a wee bit. There were some matches, weren't they? Hately, McCoist. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that Never was forget the, it. Yeah, yeah I, re- I remember well, being at Elland Road for, for, yeah, one, for uh, one, of the, yeah. one of those games sitting in a stand packed with uh, Leeds United supporters. Mm. So, um, and they but, thought but, they would just win it. I mean, yeah, you know, there was no question. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. But that, that, was a, that, was a fun, that, that was a fantastic Rangers team at the time with a, with a fantastic uh, strike force in Hately and McCoist. Oh, and quite ironic that. that Gordon Strachan and Gary McAllister played yep, in that team that's right. for Leeds United. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, how ironic! I mean that Gary McAllister is at Rangers it's now, true. and he's going yep. to be after Stevie G goes away, and because he's definitely going back to Liverpool, I can assure you. And uh, you know, he's the man for me, Gary when, McAllister. When's, when's he going to? <laughs> oh, listen. Well, I, well, I was uh, after Gary. Uh, sorry, Barry told me four years. I was quite happy. So in the next four or five years. DVD will be definitely be going to Liverpool. Oh, what a fantastic manager, young man, fantastic uh, individual, and the way he, uh, he conducts his business. Nothing but total respect for him. And actually, I seen him two weeks ago. See the night before the the Rangers uh, Celtic game in uh-huh. the Saturday. Yeah, I was at the Rangers training complex because I I've got my I've got a mobility scooter and my mobility scooter is quite nice. It's orange. And uh, the police keep stopping me in the square, you know, and I'm wondering why they keep stopping Well, they'll see in the dark, they can't miss you, which is good. <laughs> That's good. Well, Tarek, we're, we're going to have to move on. It was great that you saw him, though, when you were out in the scooter uh, up at the training at Hawk and Howie. So, listen, thanks a lot for joining us, Tarek. So, he, he's happy, isn't he? Some man, he should he? be, yeah. Yeah, we, he likes to talk to Tarek, yeah. doesn't he? He's got some stories. Um, but let, listen again, he's, look, it's like all Rangers fans are in a good place at this moment in time, but the best thing is, is don't get carried away. So we're on the socials uh, at Go Football Show 0808 17 17 700 if you want to call in to Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean and me, Paul Cooney or text us, go, plus your message to 87474. The table looks like this. After 12 games, Rangers have 32 points. Celtic have played one fewer. They've 
they've got 26. Hebs have played 12, they're on 24. And Aberdeen have played 11 on 23 points. At the other end, you feel for Ackies and St Mirren because of COVID at the weekend. Rob, uh, St Mirren, that game was off. So we'll wait to see what's happening at St Mirren. Kilmarnock have been affected, Motherwell affected. Yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, it's just happen. And yeah, yeah, teams are going to have to make the best of it, basically. Yeah. OK, in the next hour, there's plenty more to come. More from Gary McAllister, more from Neil Lennon. We hear from Christopher Iyer as well. So that's all coming up in the next hour on the Go Radio Football Show. 0808 17 17 700. The news is coming next. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Yep, if you haven't heard of us, where have you been? It's almost three months since we started July the 31st. The Go Radio Football Show, over 120,000 on the podcast. Numbers rising, and Barry, everywhere you go, they're talking to you about the programme. Yeah, getting quite a lot of people um, pulling them up, and whether it's a supermarket yeah. or petrol station, um, telling me they're listening to Cy Ferry. He, oh, doesn't, he doesn't go to the supermarket and no. petrol station, his butler does that. <laughs> the, butler, yeah. the butler, he or she. Yep. <laughs> Rob, it's uh, quite a time, isn't it? And we were talking about COVID earlier on there, we hear it and then use there's so much out there. Stay safe, stay well, do the right things, keep the heat. And we're going to get there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And it is everywhere, isn't it? Because we just heard, of course, that Milan had a couple of uh, personnel who yep. tested positive on the back of the game against Celtic. Standard Liège, the same after their game against Rangers. It's uh, it's all over the shop. And it's about handling it. Um, and let's hope we can find a, a solution. That's not going to be happening anytime soon, though. So it's about managing the, the situation, both at football clubs and uh, on a broader sphere as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm just seeing the other side of it this year. Obviously, I'm coaching the. We uh, we had two boys that their girlfriends got it, so they had to isolate and missed the game Saturday. Our best centre back got injured, our centre forward uh, called off Thursday, couldn't play. So I'm, I'm getting to see how frustrating it is, and it's tough. And it know, affected the result. We put, we put yeah. a team with one player on the bench on Saturday. We had one player on the bench, an 18 year old kid who was signed for the juniors in the summer. One. So it's tough. You know, and we're getting, and again, fans are fans are putting us under pressure, but they didn't know how tough it is. As I say, you didn't know who's going to be playing for you on a Saturday. Somebody could be there on a Tuesday. We shaped on Tuesday by a team. Somebody phoned us on Thursday, they couldn't play. So we had, to, we had to put a different team out that we hadn't worked on on Saturday. And it's tough. And I'm seeing that as a young coach for my first job. Um, it isn't as easy as it looks, I'm telling you that, because I'm pulling How's my your injury? How's your own injury? Welcome well, to the mad world, know, mate. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. it is t- they don't teach you this stuff on the B licence, <laughs> do they? <laughs> they don't. They don't. It is tough when, yeah. I mean, Sai was saying, there's one player on the bench. What if, I mean, anything can happen. Somebody could pick up an injury early doors. Um, and then even in the second half and you need to end up playing with 10 men some of the things you've got to come up against especially part time it's tough we're, we've been the same we've got two players just now self-isolating um, with the coronavirus um, so it's it's difficult times but I think it's going to be with for a long yeah. time I mean yeah, we've got Derek Lyle up front who's I think he's about 47 now Del, and we're asking him to play 90 minutes you know what I mean so yeah. I feel for Del as well I don't think he can walk till about Wednesday <laughs> So Peter Head against uh, Kelty Hearts coming soon what, when, two, weeks, when is two that? weeks to go I don't know. isn't it? I'm, two two or three weeks. weeks Two or three weeks Sai, you're going to be fit by Yeah, then. I'll be fit for it. What's wrong? What's happened? I pulled my hamstring, so I went and seen a yeah. uh, physio Friday. Right. Another couple of weeks, he says, maybe three weeks. So Hopefully he's fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, 17, 17, 700. Anything you want to talk about football-wise, give us a call now. So Gary McAllister, he did the post-match uh, interviews yesterday and he was asked about Rangers' unbeaten run. Well, we're, in a, we're in a good place. The thing for us is we've got a big squad, you know, we've got a massive schedule, you know, and we've been able, you know, with, because of the way the results have, have, have went and the way some of the performances went, we've managed to get players minutes. Players that are coming back from, from injury, Joe Aribo back on the pitch, scored today. Got Arfield getting rested, you know, so it's, 
there is going to be little bits of rotation and, so, and, and everybody's playing a part. It's not going to be 11 players moving forward to keep this good run going. It's going to be a, a real squad effort. Joe Arrivo, how good was he? Yeah, he was good again yesterday, obviously. I thought he started off, certainly in the pre-season games, I've seen he, he was Rangers' top performer and they carried that in um, at the start of the season. Suffered a, an injury, um, but he came in yesterday and he, he played on the right-hand side of the midfield. It's good that he can, he can play central midfield, but also he can play in one of the wider areas. So he started off on the right and, again, he was he was great. Scored a good goal. Listen, it was six yards out, but the... Um, the build up to it was really good but he he again impressed but Rangers as a whole as Gary McAllister said there they've got a massive squad mm. um, and they've got real competition for places and again the manager as I said left uh, five players out changed it a bit but the players that come in it looked if they'd been there the last three or four games so it's everything's running smoothly look at any time that can change so you, you don't get overconfident and that's what I'm that's the kind of vibes I'm getting out of this Rangers dressing room just now they're, uh, they're respectful yeah. of what's going on they're playing good stuff but they know it can change at any stage but if I'm set like I'm worried because we're all saying set like I'm going to run here but Rangers don't know like they're going to lose mm-hmm. and, and it's not like they're playing at their full potential as we've said as well because there's more to come for Kent there's more to come for Morelos so you think once they start hitting top form, the Rangers could go to another gear, and that would be my worry for Celtic. If you fall too far behind this team, Rangers have got it in them this year with the squad and the mentality and the belief that they've got that they could they could get a, get a right good gap. Yeah, look at look how strong that that midfield lineup is. The the midfield that Rangers have to choose from. That's Joe Rebo now back on stream, mm. starting again for the first time in a while. So he's very much back on the map. He's going to be difficult to leave out. We haven't even seen Zungu yet. Yeah, yeah. so Kamara so was left out yesterday. Yeah, he never played. Yeah. Ryan Jack's been left out recently yep. as well despite the, the the way he performed for Scotland you know so you're talking about a lot of quality players to fit yeah, in there you're right Rob there's, there's six players in there vying for three positions mm. we just mentioned them and, and six of them I mean I'll be honest with you the six one Zunga I don't know too much about him um, but the manager clearly chased him for a long time so he must be a decent quality so there's a lot of competition for places Look, Rangers are playing good stuff there's no doubt about it but the biggest thing I was I was saying to you guys off air is when they lose the ball they've got a real yeah. hunger and desire to get it back the work rate's exceptional I um, think they're doing that better than Celtic as well aren't they? Yeah. Off, not just on the ball but off the ball when you see the work rate the front three in particular you know you've seen his uh, Sunday sorry I think he can work a lot harder off the ball when you see, as Barry says, the work rate that Ryan Kent puts in, Barry said never played well yesterday, but yep. the work rate off the ball, and that's that's what it takes to win leagues. You can understand people having bad games, but for me, that's the big thing with the Celtic team. You've got a chance to win 10 in a row. At least lose it working as hard as you possibly can. No walking about. You know, give it your all. You can accept mistakes on the ball, but it's that work rate off the ball that I think Rangers are, are very good in at. In terms right of now. Ryan Kent, um, the last three games he's not played at the levels that he'd played be- before but one thing I, again it jumped out at me his work rate yesterday mm. he was chasing 40, 50, 60 yards back at and, we saw, and we saw that in the European game as well yep. through the through the, through the the puddles of uh, of Liège <laughs> incredible incredible work ethic they have about them yeah but it's great when you know I mean Sai will tell you sometimes when you're not playing well you, you get a bit disillusioned or yeah. whatever but he, he's not letting that affect him He's doing the dirty side of the game, which I love. A lot of people don't look at that side yet. But what I'm seeing for for guys when they're not playing at the top of their game, their work rate for the team, they're, they've been real team players and that's what you need to be successful. Go Radio Football Show, let's take more calls. Ryan, a Celtic fan's on the line. Ryan, good evening. How you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, all right, good. Ryan. Thanks for phoning Glasgow's own. Ryan, what, what are you thinking tonight? 
Um, I had a, a point for for Barry. Um, Barry, I spoke to you a few a few weeks ago, and we were we were discussing Celtic's performances. Um, I can't remember what after what game it was. Um, and you you had made the point and said you know it's all about getting the the results, and I, I, I agreed with you to an extent. Um, but I said then that my fear was that these kind of scraping results is going to dry up. Um, I feel like that started now um, with that game last week, obviously against Rangers. We get totally outplayed, um, and then obviously Milan. I thought second half we played far better, and I was a bit kind of confident going into the Aberdeen game. Mm-hmm. And then I just think that there's just something missing again from us. You know, I don't know. You boys have been involved in football professionally, and Barry, you're managing and stuff like that as well. And I've never played football in my life other than a game of sevens. But for me, watching that game at the weekend, I knew exactly what, what we had to do towards the end of that game. I knew that game was calling out for um, another defender to come on and just see the game out, you know, just see it through because we had struggled up until that point. We somehow managed to get ahead. Um, I'm screaming, going, get get Welsh on, put Ralston on, and you need to put a defender on. And it brings on David Turnbull at the 86th, 87th minute. Like, I don't know what you think of Lennon. I've seen a lot of folks saying, you know, it's time for him to go and stuff like that. And I've then, I've been arguing with folks today saying, you know, if we win our game in hand, we're only three points behind. For me, that's exactly why he has to go just now. Because I think we've still got a chance to turn this around. But I'm not confident at all in the weeks coming up that that we're not going to fall further behind Rangers. Right. Why are you not confident that... Neil Lennon can't turn that around I, I'll just go back to last season The 29th of December When Rangers went to Celtic Park Outplayed Celtic Celtic went away in the winter break Both Rangers and Celtic And Celtic come back a different animal for me So you've got a guy You've got a guy who's manager Who knows that Obviously his team are not playing at the levels that they should But you've also got a guy there That's been able to change it And change the look of the team but a lot of that last season for me was Rangers. You know, that, that was down to Rangers bottling it basically. You know, if they had if they hadn't bottled it after after the winter break and they, they came back, you know, the, the team they were when they went to Dubai, that would have been Was it, was that not something to do, Ryan, with Celtic putting the pressure on as well? Celtic never lost a game after Unbeaten. January, so yeah. it's done to Celtic as well. I no, I, I I do I do agree that, that we did come back good, but I also think that it kinda of papers over the cracks if you look at that and go you know, if Rangers didn't bottle it um, from from January, I think we would have been talking about a totally different end of the season because they were on form when when they went away. And the problem I've got is I don't see them doing that again this year. So we're for me now having to rely on them bottling it, and I can't see them doing that. They're playing far too well at the minute. And on what you said about Bar- um, about Lennon, about it, it seems different to me this season. I don't know what it is. It, it doesn't look like the Neil Lennon that we've had before. It, it looks defeated. And no. I, I don't know if that's just me looking at me too much. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying about Neil Lennon. We have this, discussed yeah. that in the, the studio that uh, the Neil Lennon that I think everybody's uh, accustomed to is the, the, the no, I wouldn't say ranting and raver, but the guy in the sidelines that is driving his, his mm. team on. Now, I, I don't know if he's the only guy that can answer that but I, I would agree with you watching him he looks he doesn't look the same 
I don't know maybe what the players, think, Maybe the players didn't like him shouting for the side and that's why he's sitting down. Mm. We didn't know these things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes on in football clubs that he didn't get to see. Maybe somebody's came to him and said, listen, the boys would prefer it if he didn't run and rave at the side. Because Brendan Rodgers never done it. Maybe they prefer that style of management. So he's taking that on board as a manager, as you do. If players come to you and say, we're not enjoying that sort of side of you, can you change a wee bit? Then you need to do it. And maybe with no fans, they, can everyone I just say, hears it. See for the yeah. point of bringing an extra defender on. Celtic have got the Irish captain at centre back. They've got Scott Brown, who's the Scotland captain. If they're three two up, if you need another centre back away at Aberdeen to show the game up, then someone's wrong. If that's a manager's fault that a centre back's not came on, when you've got that level of player on the pitch, they kind of work that how to, how to get a three two victory I over agree the line. What you say. I, I think with the experience that Celtic have got in that team, they should see when it goes three two. You know yourself. You don't need to look at any any clocks within the stadium or assembly. You know how long to go. You know what I mean? You've got a a rough idea. Celtic should have the experience to see these sort of games out. And you know what? It's one of these things. It's just going against Celtic just now. Look, in another day, maybe that penalty wouldn't have happened. Callum McGregor wouldn't have... Being sloppy in the in the box, I I just think just now they're going through a, a tough time like everybody does. Um, but listen, the next few weeks, I'll I'll see if they can get through it. Let's hear Neil Lennon talking about the pressure and the criticism. Yeah, of course. I mean, I can't control that. I you're wary of it, but there's nothing I can do about that. And people have their opinions, and they'll, they'll have a go at me. They'll have a go at the players. But you know that's part for the course of this job and you just have to accept it and look at what you've achieved before and what you can achieve and um, you know carry on as strongly as you can Small margins Rob you know the board had gone up it was a minute into injury time a minute to go two minutes to go um, it's just those moments yeah. can, can be defining Yeah they should they should have seen it out there's no doubt about it but um, Neil Lennon's a winner mm. uh, Celtic are f- a team full of winners they know how to do it Um Keep the faith, I think, uh, in, in Neil Lennon. Meantime, was honestly, yeah. see when you see Rangers last year, okay, when they were flying, and then after, see when the fans kind of turned, not turned, but when there was a wee bits of booze at Ibrox, that affects the players. So see all this negativity in in, in the fans. That'll affect, that'll be affecting the players as well. Maybe that's why people are making mistakes. Ryan, I, I it, it might well be. So it could be you could be you. Players know this. Everything yeah. by the way. See players I've interviewed. Kyle Lafferty was a prime example at Rangers. Mate. He said that he, he, he read the every newspapers, of they the, watch the, forums. the TV, they, yeah. they're on social media. If I, uh, listen, I would, I would bet everything that every single player knows What's the criticism. Saying, yeah. yep. At times, players can't handle it, but you know what? Sometimes you've got to try and use it in a positive way. Go and prove people lo- uh, wrong. That's what I would do. I would go around about all the all the guys and say, listen, look, the stick we are getting here. There's only way, one way you, you can shut them up, and that's by winning games. But I think players are different for the way Barry was now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not long ago, but it has changed. Although you thought yesterday the players were playing for whatever they were, they were, they were Celtic were playing for it. They were three two up with sixty seconds to go. I just thought in the first half it was so flat, mm-hmm. you know, and I yeah. thought this looks like it could play out as a one 0 Aberdeen here, Aberdeen could sit in uh, and Celtic if if they have chucked it. This could finish one 0 but they look like a different team in the second half. You know, they didn't look like a team that, that wasn't playing for the manager. You go to Aberdeen and score three goals. The thing that's happening is individual mistakes. As a manager, it's hard to to take the blame for that. But ultimately, he does need to because he picks the team. But for me, it's not it's not about tactics. Even the final third in the first half, is it Neil Lennon's fault that boys keep crossing the ball at the pitch? They're getting in the final third. The build up play to get there is good. It's that end bit of quality that comes for players. That's players. That's not a manager. Can I tell you what to do in the final third? Can I tell you to beat a man and put a cross in? That's that's done to players. Ryan, have you changed your mind? Uh, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, blame you, Ryan. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's not, it's not even that. You know, I, I'm not giving the players a, an easy right here because I think the players have been well off form as well. I think, you know, professional footballers should be able to actually do, you know, if you know these guys are decent players, they should be able to turn that on um, in games and, like you say, they're about putting crosses at, in, out of the park and stuff like that. I, I totally, I'm totally with you on that, but I just feel like a kind of change at the top is, is needed to kind of get... I think I was on here a couple of weeks ago saying Celtic need something to galvanise them, you know, and it's not been... It's not came in the last two weeks. Um, so you made a point there about having the, the Irish captain at the back. This guy came up here to be the the no-nonsense centre-back and mm. always dished up since the game here is utter nonsense. Like, mm. it's, it's, watching him in that, that game at the weekend, do you think he was like Stephen Welsh? Do you think he was the guy who just came in for his first his first couple of games there? It's not a, an experienced Premier League defender. You know, I, I said about bringing an extra defender on to shepherd it out and Shane Duffy was the reason for that. You right. know, I, I felt his head was completely gone towards the end of that game and I thought, we, and me and my pals were chatting about it um, watching the game and they were like yeah, my teeth up I said listen this game's got a twist in it I said don't count your seconds in it I said this game's got a twist in it and sure enough it came you know I, I could see it coming I don't know if uh, chat, I, I don't know if Duffy's trying to make it he's a better player than what he is because he thinks the level's above I, what he's been at I think if instead you of just Shane, being a good defender I think if you ask Shane Duffy he would be surprised with the levels up here and the yeah. speed I, I, I've always said that look, I've, I've seen it with my own eyes I've been in dressing rooms and, and been a couple of feet away from people who have signed for a lot of money and they've been shocked mm. when they've went to places like a Pataudry, like a Fir Park, like an Easter Road. It's different. It's okay at home when you've got the lion's yeah. share of possession. When you get away from home, it's a total different ball game. You, you've got to be prepared to change it. And I think maybe Shane Duffy's been caught by, by surprise. Yeah. Who would you get in? Can I ask if he, if he wants to get rid of Neil Lennon? Who would you get in instead? Um, we were talking about this last night and, and I've seen all the stuff on Twitter, people putting like Eddie Howe and Pochettino and all that rubbish out that's never going to happen, right? But I wasn't too sure and then my pal said to me, went, what about Jack Ross? Would you take Jack Ross? And see the more I thought about it, I'm going, I'd love to have Jack Ross. Can I put a point? On. So Jack Ross had the biggest budget in League One with Sunderland and couldn't get them up. So how does he qualify for the Celtic job? I, I just think it's from, from what I've seen of him as, as a manager, you know, seeing him at the job he done at Canaloa then St Mirren and it's not really, it didn't work for him at Sunderland aye, you're right, but the job he's done at Hibs as well, I think he's a really good manager I know Brendan Rodgers was, was higher yeah. place for for him when he was up here as well for Jack, Jack Ross, I'd, really, I'd actually quite like to see him get the Celtic job whether it be next year or if it happens to happen just now I would not be disappointed with that to be honest with you Ryan we need to go to a break I need to ask you can I just say something I'm just absolutely bamboozled that people are wanting Neil Lennon out I I, I don't know I'm on a different planet here I know 11 out of 11 I'm bamboozled are Celtic going to win the Scottish Cup semi-final at the weekend against Um, Aberdeen yes or no what do you think I think so you you think so yeah Yeah. and then do you think they'll win the final Um, depends who we get if we get Hibs, the harsher Hibs. <laughs> if we get Hibs, then I would be more nervous for that one than I would be Hearts. But they, they are, we've always been quite good at handing the kind of wide pitch and stuff that you actually hopefully work in our favour. You know, different to the game at the weekend. But okay, Ryan, I'm going to have to go. But thanks for calling. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. On the show tomorrow night. Rob, Ali, and Stephen Cragen in this very studio. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. 
and the uh, aftermath of the weekend will continue and we'll build up towards Europe this week and then the cup at the weekend for Celtic League for Rangers Rangers will be playing at Kilmarnock uh, on that surface Barry this weekend yeah it's not been a, a happy hunting ground for uh, for Rangers in the past um, look I don't think anybody enjoys playing in, in AstroTurf size certainly doesn't no. um, I'm not a big fan of it as well look I understand that lower league it, yeah. it saves a bit of money and whatever but I think Premier League football should be played in grass that's that's my honest opinion top level football has got to be played on that surface I think top especially the way Rangers play it's tough to play like that on AstroTurf you know AstroTurf's very much a game for me of getting the ball in behind and getting up on seconds and uh, make, it's no it's no a better it's not as good a watch as it is on grass and I'll, I think the way Rangers play yep. on grass is, is much better it'll be a big test for them yeah. look, Sunday was a test there because yep. last season when they were coming back games like Livingston they would struggle um, they controlled that game and then this has not been a, as I say as a happy hunting ground also come on I've got their settled side on the go They're again team I mean, Rob Stuart, as well. Stuart Finlay came off the bench from the weekend there was a bad looking injury to Clevy Di Camona he went off but they'd Stuart Finlay you know, to, to come on so it was the old Broadfoot and Finlay partnership midfield they've got the three back together again yeah. in the midfield they've got Tishbola Power and Dicker yep. they've got Kabamba up front they've got Kilty and Burke on either side mm-hmm. um, you know they've got a good t- they, they, could a be a big, they could be a big test of Rangers this weekend yep Rob I've got to agree with you they're a decent team and they've got two of the most underrated midfielders for me Power and Dicker yeah. every time I watch them two they're, they're excellent um, so it's going to be a tough one but listen if you want to go and try and win things and achieve things you've got to go to places like Rugby Park and get the three points but they've been better at mixing their game up this year as I said you know I think last year they would have went to Rugby Park and tried to play football you know everyone coming to feet I remember watching the game I think Scotty Arfield played centre mid that day mm-hmm. and everyone was coming to feet I fully expect them to change I don't think they'll play like that I think it'll be similar to Vernier looking to hit people in behind and that's what they've got better at this year is, is mixing their game up Side the audience figures are going up. Campbell Gray's just been on, just said top team on tonight. He's loving it. Amazing. Yeah. We need to talk about the Jack Ross point too. Yeah. So if you're gonna, if you see if you're gonna get rid of Neil Lennon, you need to get a guy that's won things. If Celtic like have got a guy in place who's top class and he's won leagues and won trophies, okay, I'd maybe take your uh, uh, argument. But to get rid of Neil Lennon and bring Jack Ross in, who's never, I think Jack Ross will be a, a, a terrific manager. But at this moment in time, you can't get rid of Neil Lennon to bring Jack Ross in. I'm sorry. The memory, is, the memory is short, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you think about those home and away wins against Lazio in Europe last season, the fact that that Neil Lennon has continued rolling in the trophies. So was he tactically was he tactically good against Lazio then? So as he went for being tactically good oh. to being tactically bad in six months, is that what's ha- is that is that what happens in football, or were the players playing better six months ago than what they are now? Can we ask? Can somebody phone in? And thing at that point, well, and, and, and Forrest and Edward were part of that team as well. Yeah. Yeah. So big players are not playing at the top of their game. Yeah. They're missing key players as well. Everyone could see that. I don't. And also I mean, yeah. d- defensive choices as yeah. well. They, they don't have defensive choices. They don't have any choice. If, if they're not going to play Stephen Welsh at the back, then it's got to be a back four because they've only got two fit centre backs because Julian is injured and Elhamed and Beaton are still coming back after uh, the COVID situation. Well, we spoke to Christopher Iyer after the three-three draw. No, it was a really emotional game. We. We go into halftime not uh, really happy with conceding uh, the goal and uh, we felt we, we had a lot of the ball but didn't create enough chances. But then we bounced back twice and uh, we got a really positive feeling uh, towards the end of the game but then we're, we conceded another penalty so it's, uh, it's a shame we, we only get a point from the, from the game. And he was asked are they going to kick on from here? Yeah, this, this is a great bunch of uh, players that's been through so much the last last few years so we always stick together we uh, we work hard every single day in training and we will get back to getting the three points uh, already next week Barry as you said they've been winners 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not surprised with the comments for That's what you would expect. I would be surprised if he said anything else. Mm. Um, but as you said, you, you've got to be wary of the fact that this Celtic team have won a lot of trophies over the last few years. Um, they're just going through a, a tough period at this moment in time. But look, as, as I said, you'll see in the next two or three weeks if they really mean business. And if you're asking me, and if I'm inside that Rangers dressing room, I'm fully expecting Celtic to come back at some stage. Mm. I, I wouldn't be reading too much into all the nonsense that's getting said. I think that going for the three to two has affected all of them as well. See if you see Sunday, see Lewis's goal, the gap between Shane Duffy and Chris. I spoke about it on Friday night, but the gaps. See the gap between Shane Duffy and Chris Iyer. It's, it's mass. It shouldn't have been that. It's ten yards for your centre back. He's where the left back should be. And they're the small things that are killing Celtic just now. I mean, the gap was that big. You could fit Barry's wallet in it. That tells <laughs> well, you know what we need to get in here. We need to like. Yeah. Carragher Neville, you need to get yeah. him to start drawing all these wheels. <laughs> exactly. Does, does, it, does, does it do that? Does that, 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 that work on the radio? Yeah. 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 We can give that a try. I can see it. Oh, I see, right. So okay. I don't know what he's meaning. <laughs> no, but see, what, if I, see when that no, ball I comes through, I was there and Lewis doesn't make that run. It's all about distances. Yeah. And, and the, the gaps di- are huge. Yeah, the distances at times is um, are too big. Yeah, but th- that's something that they'll need to work in the training ground and, th- and that's not something Neil Lennon can trot from the touchline across and, and push them into the right positions at the back he, he's he's working on the basis that they can do that themselves since they work on it all week in training that's it Rob honestly see, it's, it's only until Barry will tell you it's only until you're standing on the side and you actually feel like I need to talk these boys through the full game for the side of the pitch I don't know if football's just got like that I don't know whether it's a laziness in players to do the basic things well you know they're more interested as I say for me with the Celtic defenders they're more interested in taking the ball to the pitch and playing taking the ball to the pitch and passing it and dribbling but then actually just being good defenders and I think that's, that's what's all, going for the game this will all be said in the dressing room this will all be worked on the training ground but as I say once they go out there you can't hold their hand Hands you've out. got to trust the players to do as you ask them and you've got to earn that trust the, the players to go out there and think right I think the manager's um, talking sense here Barry, um, so, I hear boys in League 1 now talking about I can hear them on the bus talking about the tactics and all that oh. As players hide behind tactics now eh? yeah. You're not playing well That's it yeah. You need to do better and he's, As a player The first thing you do after a game I do Is look at myself Did I do enough I don't, I, I don't know if that, that, that happens anymore mm-hmm. It's an easy way to blame tactics, the coach honestly, it? Yeah. So easy, easy. easy. So yeah. listen we've, uh, so The first thing you played, said today was yeah, but We've all played football right And we all have bad days at the office But you've got to walk in And make sure you can look at yourself In the mirror and say to yourself Did I give 100% Right that's, that's good enough that, that's what you've got to do Sometimes you can't play At the, the levels that you want And what's expected From the manager Or even the fans um, And I, I don't think Some of the Celtic players Are playing At the top of their game But Everybody goes through that mm. and, and what's happening Is a constant changing Of personnel yeah. And formations As well that, that doesn't help Does it? Doesn't help Rob at all When you're you're missing players And as you say You're going for a three To a four And you're you're changing You like to get a settled team Look I look at Rangers Rangers have got a certain way of playing mm. And the manager doesn't really change it No He changes the personnel Maybe two or three changes That was the first time I'd seen five changes In uh, yesterday's game against Livingston But they're all coming into the same system Yep And yeah. it didn't seem to affect them Which is a really good thing to, to have At this moment in time It is affecting Celtic But see getting that consistent team So Rangers played that exact same way last year but they couldn't get a partnership together He kept changing the centre-back partnership And Rangers conceded goals mm-hmm. So although they've got this A great tactic and a great way of playing Rangers If you can't get a settled back four No matter how good your tactics are Or how good your style of play is You'll concede goals 
And that's what happened last year. This year, they've got a consistent back four with either Balogun or Hollander coming in, and, and they're not conceding as many goals. It's not rocket science. Yeah, but that's one thing they've improved on defensively. They, they do look Big a team. lot more yep. solid. There, there was one scared around about the 20-minute mark where they came off the game after they went 2-0 up. And um, But you could see, as soon as they hit the post uh, at Livingston, you seen Golson, Tavernier, Stephen Davis rallying the, the guys again, mm. saying, listen, we can't come off it. So that, that that was good to see. And that's that's something different again that i never seen last season for the Rangers team. That's the difference this So season. was Goldson talking constantly about it? Yeah, they were. Uh, it's, as I said, it was good to go. I opened the door just to listen and you could hear guys speak like Tavernier constantly talking through the game. That's um, a bit of an eye-opener, isn't it, for Tavernier? Because it's not, you know, it's not the perception of James Tavernier, the captain, over recent it's seasons. It's not, but he's grew into it, Rob. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely grew into the, the job as, as being captain. And look, being captain is not all about screaming and shouting and, and rallying the troops around about you, but... I mean, he's certainly been a leader with his performances I, I, again yesterday. I mean, he's ball for the four you've seen, but his delivery, as I said, I'm seeing too many full-backs and too many white guys get into areas and turning back, no crossing the ball. Tavernier, he gets at half a yard, he's trying yeah. to cross the ball. Even if there's nobody in the box, he's doing his job. Mm. He's doing his job. So that's the thing that impressed me. Certainly, Alan McGregor talks constantly through the game, but it was other guys that I never expected to. Mm-hmm. Like be like quite vocal, and the, I, I was pleasantly surprised right. at that. All right, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. You can text your message go plus your message to 87474. And we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Big week coming up, Rob. You've got uh, Lille Celtic and uh, Lille Drew at the weekend. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that is going to be that's going to be a toughie for for Celtic. I mean, they won pretty handsomely, didn't they, last week in the in their Europe, Europa League opening game. A um, couple of massive matches for Celtic, and 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 the Celtic fans, you know, have got to be hoping that 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 like the flicking of a switch, things can turn around for Celtic. They are they start to get players back. They get an encouraging result in France, and I think probably anything other than losing would be an encouraging result against a strong Lille team. And then they simply have to win the the cup semi final next weekend. Yeah, I think Neil Lennon would snatch your hand off for a draw away to Lille. Fully expect him to go out there and be hard to beat. I think you'll see a different Celtic. You know, sitting in trying to hit them on the counter attack. Um, they need to get Edward back fit yeah. 100% He's a catalyst for a team I've said it before When you've got your main man missing There's always a doubt in the back of your head You know you look for that best player in your team You want him playing every week He's a man that you rely on um, So they can get him back I think it'll be a good week If you can play Edward To get him back for the semi-final it'll be, And they could win that semi-final It'll be a massive week yeah. for Selig This is what you've got to be mindful of One decent result Kick-starts your season yeah. But then you could go to Lille and lose heavily and yep. then, then we're here. Sure. Yeah. I know, again. So it can go yeah. either way, yeah. can't it? Yep. Yeah. Rangers have like Poznan 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Rob, you'll be doing the match? Yep, yeah. I'll be there. And, and uh, they drew on... as well at the weekend, like Poznan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's a game you would expect Rangers to win. The way things are going for, for them at the moment, 3 2 nils on the trot. Uh, that impressive performance against a really good standard Liège team last Thursday. And uh, Rangers just want to kick on and and get that group sorted out as early as they uh, as they possibly can, and then come back and it's Rugby Park on on Sunday. So so the big games keep on coming. Rangers, uh, as Barry says, they're they're making changes to the team as well. A few changes here and a few changes there, but but they're making their changes from a position of strength, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And you and the, and everyone seems to be slotting in seamlessly for Celtic. The changes uh, are forced on them because of performances, uh, changes of formation, uh, and there is. That, that chopping and changing and that there's no continuity about Celtic No I agree Rob uh, I mean it's like for like for Rangers isn't it 
And what they've done well this year is everyone that's came in has played well. We're a Celtic have not had that. You know, as I say, I think every Rangers in top form right now. You know, they're playing really well. They know the system. They know what the manager wants them off the ball. Uh, and they're in a good place. I said, I, I kind of see Rangers losing just now. You know, you think I like Poznan. Maybe last year you think, oh, they can maybe get a draw. But I feel like expect Rangers to go out and, and dominate the game against like Poznan. Same at Kilmarnock on Saturday, uh, Sunday. You know, as I say, last year I'd, I'd fully expect them to go there and struggle. But this year, I, I just kind of see it. You know, they're playing that well just now. Yeah, I've got to agree with beside it. There's a real confidence, but... Another thing I will say, there's no an overconfidence. Mm-hmm. Humble, he keeps saying. Yeah, it, yep. there is. The, you could see it, it's through the team. Rob says they keep making changes. It doesn't disrupt them. Um, and you look at that bench, there's guys like Kamara, uh, Kamara Morelos, didn't even come on yesterday. Just rested. Balligan, yep. rested. Guys who have, I mean, for me, Kamara has been, been um, excellent in the last month or so. Morelos, look, he's not scored in six games. But, He's done his bit for the team. Balligan came in on Thursday night, as Rob says, for Hollander. And I thought he was excellent yeah. in, in Thursday. Yeah. Hollander came back in yesterday and again strolled it with, with Golson. But look, everybody can say Rangers are in a good place. They're playing good football. But see, defensively, they don't look like uh, conceding. Mm. They don't. Even if a team does get through, they've got Alan McGregor there who's who's been in unbelievable form as well. It's a phenomenal record, isn't it? It sure is. I mean, there was an hour and a half uh, in, in Belgium of standard Liège getting down the sides and whipping in really good deliveries. But, but you got the feeling uh, Rangers could have gone through another hour and a half and just continued knocking them away, heading them away. Uh, Goldson and Balogun and, and the players in front as well protecting. It, it's a really good system and it just gives, because they're solid defensively, it just gives them that freedom uh, to, to go and express further forward. Yeah, last season, oh, sorry Barry, just no. quickly. Last season I've always expected I got a mistake for Golden every game. Oh, yeah, no. I'd always yeah. expect a mistake defensively for De- De- Vernier but I can't count. You can count on one hand this year yeah. how many mistakes they were vulnerable they? last yeah. season. This season, they don't look like that. Again, they've got yeah. better at the basics yep. of defending. Again, Golson took a few chances last year. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that this year. No. So after the break, we're going to ask uh, which was the better goal? Was it Defoe yesterday, that lovely touch, or was it the roof goal last week, which Rob commentated on? That's coming up, and your calls next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Back when you wake up, when we all wake up tomorrow, it's the breakfast show. Six till ten every morning. Thanks to everyone making the switch in the morning to that great show. We enjoy it every single day. We enjoy being with you every evening, five till seven, the Go Radio Football Show. And you can have your say. 0808 17 17 700. So many calls tonight. Reagan was on earlier. Callum's been on. Tarek, Ryan, Campbell's been on. So many calls. 0808 17 17 700. Why Sorry, don't, why don't yeah. tomorrow morning Rob picks us up in his Bentley and we'll all sit in his Bentley listening uh, to the yeah. breakfast show? Let's <laughs> do it. Let's yeah, yeah. do it. Well, do you want me to take the top off? <laughs> yeah, get, well, you're top of the Bentley. Not the car. <laughs> really? Is that the radio shortbread money you get? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Brilliant. Rob will be with us tomorrow night with Ali Defoy and also Stephen Cragen who'll be here as well. So a great lineup coming yep, up. Yep, some week. VIP yep. guests as well. Yep. We just love it talking football at night after night, five till seven, Monday to Friday. So what do you think of us a call? 0808 17 17 700 and on the socials at Go Football Show. Thanks for all your comments. 
despite it, we're staying on. We're continuing. <laughs> so what about the weekend? Sai, Barry, Rob, was that the start of the season really for Motherwell? The way they scored four goals against Ross County. Yeah, they looked good, didn't they? Worry for Ross County. Yep. You know, they're conceding yep. far too many goals. But Motherwell, no. As I, I just looked through Motherwell's team, they're good players all over the pitch. Me and Barry said Polworth. I like uh, yeah. Mark O'Hara. Yep. Mark O'Hara, box to box. They've got a good balance in there yeah. now. You know, I think before they were trying to get Turnbull in, and it was all about David Turnbull, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. these guys are good players. Mm-hmm. And as I say, the difference between teams doing well and no doing well this year is getting strikers scoring goals. And Motherwell have got that now. I fully expect them. Yeah, no, great I, to see Tony Watt. I, mean, I was speaking about three quarters of the Hibs defence being Scot- Scotland internationals, yeah. part of the current squad. Look Motherwell. at uh, look at Motherwell. Yeah. Half of that back four, O'Donnell yeah. and Gallagher, two friends of this show, um, yeah. are playing really well and Motherwell are playing well and, and you would expect them to start climbing the league wouldn't you? Yeah I mean we, we were just talking about it I, I think they've got good players mm. I, I thought they would have had a strong season they, they struggled a wee bit at the start um, but look they, they blew Ross County away there's no doubt about it um, some good footballers they, they work really hard as a team as yeah. well um, Motherwell and he's um, good manager Stephen Robinson yeah, yeah like he's, he's done a good job yeah. but if you look at their squad it's a real st- strong squad as well yeah. um, I think the spotlight was always on David Turnbull and rightly so because he's a fantastic young player but since he's left I think they the, the became more together you yeah. know what I mean he was the star man everything kind of went through him but now other guys are, are, are taking the spotlight and I watched the get well, the highlights of the game and I, Tony Watt yeah, Tony Watt looked electric for me. Yeah, it was good to see. Yeah. I, I, I mean, when they broke through at Celtic um, a few years back, you're thinking that this boy's got potential, and he's kind of he's never had the right fit. When I mean by that is the right club. I think Motherwell fit I think, some. Pre- I, think he's had 11, I think he's had eleven clubs. Yeah, it's a lot of clubs for his yeah. age. So a player in there. He just needs to settle down at a club, and once he settles down, gets his cell match fit, uh, sharp. Sorry. He'll score goals The boy Because he's, he's got Decent ability Can you try to be This like football team At the start of the season Rob I watched Saturday yeah. And I feel it was a lot more Balls in behind the back And behind Ross County's defence A bit yeah. more direct Balls into the box And I think that's what you need When you've got a Tony Watt in the team I think they were a bit confused Weren't they At the yeah, start of the, the season style. Maybe too many good players And they're wondering I think, I think Stephen Robinson Was um, thinking about Different shapes Formations mm. Styles of play Again tactics and, yeah. and, and they've probably got back To what they do best And, and don't forget as well That Motherwell have been Covid affected They've, they've yeah. had games off Nothing to do with them uh, which means that they've got two games in hand on the two teams uh, Ross County and Dundee United above them so so that every chance for them once they get these games played to, to start climbing Good point Rob because they've only played 10 and they're only 11 points so if we go from well you know the top of the table Rangers on 32 Celtic 26 game in hand uh, Hebs on 24 Aberdeen 23 and then there's that Gulf Kilmarnock on 14 after 11 games Dundee United on 13 points after 12 Ross County on 12 after 12 and then Motherwell on 11 as you mentioned along with Livy and St Johnson and St Mirren and Aki's at the bottom on 7 what about St Johnson Dundee United oh no no I yep. Dundee United are, are struggling to score goals which, which surprises yep. me when you've oh, got yeah. I think you've got McNulty and Shankland up front yep. me Clark, and Barry will tell they you. played three of them Clark as well they, they played Clark um, McNulty and, and Shankland and that's got goals written mm. all over it so they're, not, they're not really creating chances either no, it's not like they no I, I, I spoke to Mickey when we played them um, last week and he says they're going to rely heavily on the, that three up top but they need that supply Yeah, they're, they're not going to score if they don't supply um, the boy Hart's in the middle of the park's a decent player He's a good footballer. I want to see Murphy guys like him, Barry. Yeah, but they need a bit more. Seeing the, the kind of wide, wide areas, they, they, 
I mean the guys that were speaking about McNulty I, I, I really liked him when he was mm. up at Hibs Real good player I just think he's lacking a wee bit of fitness um, Shanklin You know what you're going to get for Shanklin He's a, an out and out goal scorer Nicky Clark is um, a good player as well So they, they need to get the supply into the three yeah, If they the, don't get the supply they're going to struggle Rob Yeah I mean they'd settle for being anywhere outside those bottom two places At the end of the season Let, yeah. Let's not forget they were promoted from the championship last season It's all about consolidation and, and staying in the league for them And that, that that's what it's all about And I think the league's good You know you look at St Johnston who finished 8th last year Look at their team You know you've got Craig Bryson there, great career Wotherspoon for me, good player Stevie yeah. May, Craig Conway the, I think the teams have got better I think the, the leagues are strong this year Goals is the problem isn't it? You know, yeah, I, I always think that's a difference between the team, the yeah. one team that gets in the top six and the, the six that don't is, is having a goal scorer in, in your team. I think Motherwell, if they can get that with Tony Watt, they'll be a cert for it. Um, and then I'll go with St Johnston. You know, I think I think there's goals in Stevie May this year with the delivery of Conway and Wotherspoon. Uh, I, I fancy St Johnston to sneak into that. If everybody wants that that even 15 goals a yeah. season striker that 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 makes all the difference. I mean, can Tony Watt be a 15 goals a season man? Oh, that's a big question. Because, because that, he could yeah. be. He's yeah. got the potential. He's got the ability to be Rob. It's just whether he can do it consistently. Yeah. And that's it. We keep There's saying a... potential. I keep forgetting. He's what, what age is he now? I don't know. Maybe 26. 26 right. 20? Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, what was it, Rob? 11 clubs? Yeah. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. He just, as I say, he just needs to get a settled club. And I think if he gets a run of games, I do think he could get that. Maybe 15 goals a season for a, a team like Motherwell. Talk, talking to my mother was one. Think, think about the players that you know they've, they've sold David Turnbull. If James Scott went went south, the didn't he? I mean, he, he was a guy that had he stayed would have scored a bundle of goals for them. You would have thought so. Um, that, that's the, the the club that Motherwell are. They have to they have to be a selling club. Yeah, definitely. I need to mention Nisbet as well. Yeah. Love Nisbet. Yeah, I really do. I like Kevin Nisbet. I'd like to see him introduced to the Scotland squad. I thought he was the class above against Kilmarnock, no? Yeah, I, I was because I was speaking to Julie Fleeting. Um, she was doing the commentary yeah. with me um, on the BBC on Saturday at Rugby Park, and and I was actually asking her that question about sort of international potential mm-hmm. for for him. He he looks a pretty classy operator. He does, doesn't he? Um, scored the penalty, took it really well. Um, how many goals is that? Eight for him. Eight eight for the season, eight, yeah. He got three Patrick Thistle three years ago. Crazy, Went to Wraith Rovers, scored goals. Yeah. Went up a level and at the championship. I seen them um Dunfermline last season three or four times and he st- he stood out. Yeah. He did he stood out for Dunfermline and then he's took a jump again and he's not looked out of place. No. Yeah, I, 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 look at, I look at him and I think about Lyndon Dykes and I yeah. think about the strides of improvement that Lyndon Dykes has made. Sure. I think I think uh, Kevin Nisbet could do ex- exactly that. He's got a great foil alongside him, I think, in Kristen Doidge. He's got there's Martin Boyle up there, there's Malin, there's McGuinness mm-hmm. in midfield. Hibs have got a lot of good players. Did McGuinness play? McGuinness came off the bench. Right. He, he, he started with Malin. Right. Barry, what did you make of Livingston at the weekend? You, you hardly got a harder you know, yeah. task for them to go to Ibrox. Yeah, I kind of expected them to, to come and try and frustrate, which they've done. Um, they played 3-3 three, three at the back, 3-5-2. Um, didn't see too much, but these are the sort of games that it's a bonus if they get mm-hmm. um, a team like Livingston get anything um, off Rangers at, at Ibrox. Um Look, they, they were all they were all right, but I've I've seen them better. Uh, I expected a bit more, um, but I, I've got to say I thought the first forty five minutes Rangers were Rangers did blow them away, and then it kind of petered out in the second half. But I did expect a bit more for Livingston. It is hard for teams like that when you go and Rangers are playing that sort of football. I've been there, you know, Celtic Park and Rangers when you're playing for a lesser club. Mm-hmm. If they're on top form, you know, you basically got no chance. The two 0 you quietly come oh, away. You take and a think, oh, uh-huh. it. Yeah. But it could have yeah. been. You think I mean, when it went two after. 
20 minutes was it? Yep. I think yeah. this could be 6 or 7 uh-huh. I mean they're, they're labelled a, a long ball team aren't they Like yeah. a big physique They've got some decent footballers mm-hmm. As, as yeah. well Sibbled yeah, like Sibbled's a good f- footballer um, Holt's there now as well I like Scott Pittman as Scott well Scott uh, do you know what I was just about to say him He was he was really good yeah, Pittman he's, he's a good player So they've got decent They've got decent footballers Livingston I think they'll be fine this season Barry, Sai, Rob Everyone came together in football today Because of the sad passing of the young player The 17 year old uh, Jeremy Whiston Who took his own life um, He'd been freed He didn't make it in football And we were ch- we'll talk about it during the week Mental health It's such a huge issue But people you know, so, really feel for that family, for that boy, and for that all, all that potential. Yeah, it's a worry for me. I'm not just talking about young kids, but yeah. also senior players who get free. There's no support mechanism. Yeah, yeah. There's no support for for these guys. We, we need to sort it quickly. I mean, 17 years of age. Man, he's still got a long time to go and uh, enjoy it. And I do worry about it. I see it happen lots of times. Young guys get let go for the clubs and they, they just um, go off the rails. It's, it's no nice to see their things. I just hope our PFA up here and English PFA down in, down in England need to get some sort of support yeah, for these people. Tough. Who mm-hmm. You know, you've played, at, you've played at the top of your full career. I went for Dundee. I, I went for actually the, the League play, the League One playoff final with Swindon to two years later going part-time with Peterhead. And I, I left Dundee for a full-time job, wife, two kids. A house mortgage to pay And thinking What am I going to do How tough was that What did you think I started to go and do The night shift in the Royal Mail eh? and I had to walk to Springburn For steps And I remember thinking Wow, wow. What what has happened to me man But you're, you've been at Celtic for years So you're all As young players You're on a pedestal aren't you Because you have to be exceptional To get to Rangers yeah. or Celtic It is part of football Paul That it is going to happen At some stage Whether you're younger You're going to be let go Or whether you're a, a senior player And you're yeah. going to be out of contract And struggle to get another contract But what I'm saying is there's got to be something set up for these young players mm. that have been left disappointed and disillusioned with the with the game being let go and also the people going about young ones, the older guys yeah, who have older got families guys. and kids and bills yeah. to pay as well. I don't think there's enough support. That's my honest but, opinion. But you, but you would have to say as well, Barry, that there is a lot of good work going on within football. I mean, yes. Motherwell are a club club mm-hmm. that spring to mind in terms of you know suicide awareness prevention all that sort of stuff it's okay not to be okay and and opening up the the lines of communication which is absolutely crucial i think you know maybe there a more concerted effort within football would, would yep. be would be a big improvement I, I, but but there are good things happening back on side's good as well rob yep, yeah. is that the charity back on yep. side i, I agree with you rob i think a lot of clubs are trying their best um, but we can we can do more when but paul just read out there that's yeah. a young kid that's mm. got his whole life in front of him at 17 so we need to try and help these the, the, these kids that are, are are being let down and let go for clubs, but also don't forget the older players yeah, as well. It's a great point. Yep, so many people uh, out of work and, and football, and you don't know Rob. You know, we weren't lucky enough to play. Everyone virtually wanted to be a professional footballer yeah. at school. Yeah, yeah. And when it, when it all crashes around you, um, yeah. it's really difficult. You you have your your hopes and dreams, uh, and you get you maybe get a start. Um, and then you're cast aside, and that that whole rejection thing, um, your dream becomes a nightmare, and 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 you have to deal with that, and you need help from from people round about. It's been, it's been your life, it's all you've known. Do you think there's enough support? No, well, when you leave full time football, there's nobody, nobody gets in touch with you and asks if you're okay. You just you get on with no exam results, no no trade. What do you do? As I say, you've got a house and kids, and I see it a lot in people who come for, especially older guys that go for full time to part time. And, and you're, you're scrambling And you can't even concentrate on your football Because you're that worried about getting a job outside it 
your wife's obviously not living the same life as you were two years or a year earlier and, and it, oh, it, it can get tough tell me this when you were doing the mail the mail run was that when all those envelopes went missing <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was a good mail worker yeah. by the way very good mail worker after the show tonight, I'll be back yeah. here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. So we're winding up for well Thursday night as well. We've got uh, the European action, and then this weekend as well. Thanks to everyone who's been on. It's flowing in again tonight, Barry. Loads still to play for. Yeah, loads. Listen, I, I, I keep, I'll probably repeat myself for the next ten or twelve weeks. It's still early in the season. Lots to play for, but flew in another quick two hours tonight. See you again Wednesday. Sai, see you on Friday. Thanks yeah, for can that I tonight. Win. Yep. And Rob tomorrow night. Thanks yep. very much to everyone who called in. We're back tomorrow at five. Good night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.